In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by betonline.ag and indeed.com. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, joined as always by Sean Siegel, one of the co-owners at Rotoviz. Sean, we had a great show earlier this week, joined by Anthony Amico, one, one of the guys I, I, like anyone we have on the show, the listeners already know that we love talking to them, but Anthony's always a, a lot of fun to talk to. I remember back to uh my overtime ireland podcast days and uh you know even early early in my road of his run here um you know having many podcasts with anthony so always good to uh, have him on i urge the listeners to head back and check that out if they haven't already listened in but sean um we're getting ready here for week 11 so you know we've talked about it we've kind of been getting closer and closer each and every week as we look at how the playoff picture is heating up in the NFL, how it's heating up in your fantasy championships uh, and how it is in different leagues. So I know in some of the high stakes leagues and some of the different formats, like week 11 is kind of the final week of the regular season. Uh, and then we get into the playoffs. Some some leagues will be uh, a couple of weeks away from that playoff run. You know, if we're, if we're looking at kind of week 15, 16 for those um, kind of the, the semifinals and the finals. Um, so it's, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks, but most of us will know at the stage of our teams have uh, rounded into shape or not. But as we get ready for week 11, uh, I guess a, a look back, uh, if we look in the back window, Sean, how has the season been treating you so far? Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy this year. Uh, teams have, for all the injuries that have happened in the NFL, have stayed relatively healthy at the key positions and uh, pretty pretty happy with some of the trades I was able to pull off, even with players that went down uh, and get got injured. So it's looking like... I don't want to curse myself, but it's looking like it could be a, a positive finale to the, the fantasy season. How, how are those uh, teams looking for yourself? It's been a great year. We've had a lot of success with our wide receiver selections, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs. Obviously, that ending uh, in week 10 to finish that, the <laughs> Cardinals games really kind of pushed them back up to the top with the uh, icing on the cake for what they've been doing. At the running back position, it's been sort of a fortuitous season. You never know how running back injuries are going to play out, and they have a huge effect on how your season goes. The running backs that I'm most exposed to in redraft are Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara, which is pretty much the best-case scenario. In Dynasty, it's a little bit more Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler, and the, the fortunate aspect of that is that most of those teams are still in the running. They're probably going to make the playoffs. They probably won't get buys now. Instead, they're going to have to fight through the quarterfinals. But if both of those guys are able to play in the fantasy playoffs, and I think even with McCaffrey now, the news coming out that he may be a multi-week shoulder injury as opposed to a single week, if they hit for weeks 14, 15, 16, then... You know, you sort of have your cake and eat it too from the perspective of 
those guys were not able to beat you in redraft and then they came back and were able to hopefully carry you you know to some kind of success in the dynasty playoffs so there's a slight chance of of really threading the needle most people aren't going to be that lucky i often say that you know i I considered myself to be one of the luckiest fantasy players in the world and you know if this plays out like that uh, this season that will definitely be the case but one of the things we're going to talk about today fits right in with those types of questions because we've had uh, frequent listeners know that we're doing a lot of uh, book recommendations tv recommendations we're doing uh, trade questions on the show a little bit but then also just getting a lot of cool feedback from listeners and one of the requests that we had was for fantasy playoff player rankings right so we're going to start this week with running back rankings for the fantasy playoffs depending on your league you still have a little bit of time here to make some changes maybe uh, do a trade that really puts you over the top and we've got a handful of great tools we can use to try and decide you know who's going to be the best down the stretch our strength of schedule tool from dave cabin uh doesn't just use the results that the players have had but it looks at the matchups that the defenses have had as well so it it can adjust for the fact that not all the teams are playing the same schedule so this advanced strength of schedule tool will help us get the best matchups and then we have a variety of tools looking at the volume looking at the efficiency really giving you a deep breakdown of a player's profile and so talking about expected points points over expectation and maybe how some of those things might change a little bit if a player goes from good matchups to bad matchups or hopefully if you're the owner from bad matchups to good matchups and really uh, gets this boost for you during these fantasy playoffs yeah and it's gonna be i'm looking forward to this you know breaking down some of the individual aspects of it but when we look at the the strength of schedule um you know tennessee coming up on top then carolina chicago indianapolis detroit as we work down through them and it's going to be you know interesting there for christian mccaffrey when he comes back healthy i have a couple of teams that have been very lucky kind of fortunate uh had mike davis on them and you know even when he was with chicago uh you know kept him on the roster just at the back end and this year i was like you know didn't think there was gonna be much happening but he has really helped some of those teams uh you know stay in contention and those are teams that uh, i'm missing austin eckler for the majority of the season so far so if i can get the timing just right if we can get eckler back in the picture here it could work out really well but in terms of carolina if you get christian mccaffrey back healthy uh, that just looks to be uh you know a real prime spot for him for derrick henry and that's going to reflect in some of these rankings because when, when you know we talk before and after shows we talked through some of these players and like we've we've talked about it even last week on the show when we had on pat korean as we talked about the uh, chase and ot team that we have and dalvin cook and how good he's been uh, we're actually recording this show for all uh, you know all <laughs> full visibility we're recording this show on monday it's actually my wife's birthday on uh, tuesday so we usually record these shows on tuesday so had to had to flip things around a little bit so we don't know what dalvin cook has, has done yet on monday night football so hopefully he has uh, had a big game and hasn't uh, sustained any injuries but in terms of where we would think he was going to be because sean you you were as high on dalvin cook in the the preseason uh, and draft time as as anyone that i know but in terms of his strength of schedule it's not looking uh, that favorable for him minnesota actually have the toughest uh, remaining strength of schedule for those playoff kind of weeks as we look here through 14 through 16 
um, and it's by quite a distance. It's you know not not, not particularly close. Um, some of the other teams at the bottom of the list are Philadelphia, Houston, Atlanta, Dallas, uh, and Jacksonville is another name that's on there because James Robinson has been sensational on his rookie campaign, and they're down in that kind of bottom uh, third off teams remaining. But again, Del- uh, Alvin Kamara with a, a big big game. Uh, for the New Orleans Saints this past week he's really been super efficient and been able to to really deliver so far he is number one on the playoff rankings Christian McCaffrey as I mentioned there number two Derek Henry number three and Dalvin Cook number four is there any other top four Sean you want to touch on before we get to uh, two interesting candidates particularly uh, at number six very interesting and how he's risen up these boards but what about those top four anything you want to point out well, the difference here is that Derrick Henry with that number one playoff schedule and Dalvin Cook with the number 32 playoff schedule, we're lo- really looking at very different environments that they're going to play in, in the fantasy playoffs. The Titans get the Jaguars, the Lions, and Green Bay. Green Bay having an excellent season, but they have been gashed numerous times by running backs, including the big game from Dalvin Cook. By contrast, Cook is going to have Tampa Bay, Chicago, and New Orleans, much, much tougher teams to run against. And that makes a difference when we look at what they have done in terms of fantasy points over expectation. Last year, Derrick Henry, I didn't necessarily have the volume of a superstar, but he was so efficient breaking off all those long runs, getting the touchdowns, that his fantasy points over expectation really pulled him up into a category that everybody's saying, okay, well, wait, this is a a big red flag heading into 2020. Number one, he doesn't have the receiving value number two it's going to be difficult to be that efficient again and that's exactly what we've seen right derrick henry 17.8 expected points per game but only 0.2 fantasy points over expectation so he's basically been right at his workload maybe not something you would expect for someone with that kind of talent by contrast alvin cook 18.6 expected points so just about a point more than henry but he has beaten that by more than 10 points per game right just crazy numbers and again you you turn on the highlights and you see him going for 50 60 yard touchdowns as a runner as a receiver and you know you can see where those points are coming from the concern i would have is just it's going to be much more difficult to create those types of plays against the defenses he faces down the stretch now dalvin cook is so good that even with the number 32 schedule i've still slid him in there at number four and still slid him in there ahead of aaron jones who actually is just a couple ticks ahead of him in terms of expected points and aaron jones we know also a big time talent so those guys would be the top five for me and i don't really think that we have someone else now i almost certainly we'll have some type of interloper who actually does outscore them in the fantasy playoffs but i think those five guys are pretty safe there at the top 2020 has reshaped how we work and it's almost over businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient which means every hire is critical and indeed is here to help indeed is the number one job site in the world with more visits than any other job site according to comscore indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to help keep your business going unlike other sites indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring you only pay for what you need you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts 
And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly gives you a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site in the world you, that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a $75 free credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is the best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Dave Cabin, host of the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast. I wanted to take a moment to thank you for supporting Rotoviz Radio. We love producing these shows and we hope that you love listening to them. As a thank you, Royal Podcast listeners can get 10% off of a one year Rotoviz subscription by using the promo code 2020RV Radio at checkout. We have some of the very best tools, articles, and analysts in the business and can't wait to lead you on the path to greatness. If you haven't done so yet, do us a favor and take a minute to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Now let's get into the show. So as we continue on the list, uh, looking at the next one, I thought this was somebody who was interesting who maybe a couple of weeks ago wouldn't have been in this spot, but has looked uh, really good as he's got that increased workload over the last couple of weeks, looked phenomenal uh, this past week, and that's the Lions running back DeAndre Swift, really uh, writing into shape as, you know, as a rookie running back in this class, as one of the the best here as we get towards the uh, end of the season in the second half of the season next up then is Nick Chubb who returned from that injury uh, this past week and had a chance for that long touchdown at the end of the game but uh, stepped out of bounds uh, I'm sure some people uh, lost games on that I'm sure some people won games because he stepped out of bounds but um, showing again you know in terms of running ability we've talked about this Sean a lot probably the best pure running back in the NFL you know in terms of what he can do on the ground even the the first rushing touchdown this week just the the kind of vision to to move away from the line as the defense crashed down just uh, really really exceptional uh, from an on the ground perspective doesn't always get the work uh, through the air obviously splitting that with kareem hunt um, then Miles sanders who's recently returned from injury hasn't been as efficient uh, this season as we would like that offense kind of struggling continuously it hasn't been a lot of fun to watch the eagles this year and then chris carson who missed this past week but uh, will be back uh, from that injury so it's an interesting group there i think um you know kind of miles sanders chris carson nick chubb are the guys you're expecting probably to be in this range at draft time and then deandre swift has really pushed himself up a little bit over the last couple of weeks but out of that group um any any particular comments i guess uh, you know swift looking looking so good as he's getting an expanded role in the offense yeah he looks like an emerging star and it, it hasn't just been really the last couple of games in which he's looked very good uh really tore apart washington on sunday but over his last six averaging 16.9 points per game and he has a nice stretch to begin the fantasy playoffs again with that a uh, green bay matchup and then at tennessee the championship against tampa bay that's not necessarily ideal but that's a top five schedule uh, just from those first two games and one of the things that you definitely want to do is find a way into the finals you get into the championship anything can happen swift will help you get there the other one miles sanders of the runners in this group he's got easily the most expected points per game and i think that this is probably going to break in his favor a little bit even with the difficult playoff schedule he's got that hybrid uh, workload that we really love right eight eight point nine 
rushing expected points, 7.1 receiving expected points. And so he's got a lot of ways that he can get it done. So even though he's got the number 31 playoff schedule, he's got the Saints, the Cardinals, and the Cowboys there. The Cowboys a little bit more difficult against the run than you know you might just be thinking with with how bad their team has been recently even with that being the case i like sanders you know he's coming back from injury all these guys who are a little bit banged up you know there are question marks around them you maybe you have an asterisk next to his name but he looked very good even in this game where uh, the rest of the eagles really struggled against the giants those two touchdowns went to other guys if one of them had gone to sanders you know we might be thinking about him and even uh more expansive terms kind of in terms of what his down the stretch outlook is yeah i think that's true as well um when we look at the the first group obviously top five i don't think there's any chance that you can really try and get those guys into your lineups i know uh, some trade deadlines may have passed in leagues but some of them may be kind of finishing up this coming week some leagues may not have a trade deadline i would recommend for any league to, to have it and it can really boost that uh, movement to, to try and get those trades done uh, as we get through this point of the season but if sean uh, trading still available in the leagues is there one of those guys you think is acquirable um i think swift's gonna be a tough candidate based on being a rookie um i think probably the other three guys are, are more targetable but is there any of them you think you could you could get away from their owner at this point of the season i find maybe carson i think it's gonna be a tough move just in terms of so we've got a couple of questions in recently where listeners have kind of asked you know about decision making around trades um any of those guys you think could be acquired it's going to be tough i think that owners who have held out for nick chubb to this point and then see that big game they're going to want to stick with him a little bit the same case with miles sanders and then if you rostered deandre swift and he's doing what he's doing now it's going to be difficult to pry him away the reason i ranked him up there i mean he's the number six guy but the reason why i really went out of the way to point out what he's been doing i think that Anytime that you have a rookie like this, there is this danger of maybe overrating him because the sample size is still relatively small. You're looking at the Detroit Lions and they could randomly decide to go, you know, to their fourth or fifth string back and just be like, okay, (laughs) we think that it's important to to manage the snaps or, or, you know, manage our way into everyone getting fired. Who knows what they're going to do? But even with some of those concerns, the overall situation now for Swift is so promising that I think there's almost no trade package you could offer that that wouldn't work out for you or have that strong potential to work out for you. And that's really what you're looking for here. You want to get as many different paths to victory as you can. So if you have a high-end performing wide receiver throughout the course of the season, you, you want to hold on to that guy. You want to use those points. Now might be the time that if you have stockpiled five, six, uh, you know, seven very solid wide receivers can't get them all into your playoff lineup this might be the time to to pull the trigger on a trade chris carson you know again anytime that you're trading for someone who has some injuries has other players on the roster who you know could get in there uh, some of us are really hoping for Rashad penny to come back and play a role uh, during these fantasy playoffs so again there are some red flags but carson is probably the one that you would be able to afford if you need to really go out and get a guy yeah i think i think that's probably fair if we look down at the next i'm going to ask you the same question after we go through these guys but we have josh jacobs uh james robinson uh, who i've made a trade for in the last three weeks uh give up a first round pick actually to to get him one of my leagues and it's actually got me over the line the last two weeks with wins so <laughs> going good enough so far with that but you know if we look at your your piece here we're looking at the running backs and you know the strength of schedule in terms of 
Robinson, he's getting the Ravens and the Bears during the semifinals and the finals uh, of, in terms of most of the league. So that's going to be something that's going to probably uh, be a little bit counterproductive. But in terms of what he's been able to do so far, um, has had a really great rookie season. Uh, Antonio Gibson is the next one. Joe Mixon is next. And then Austin Eckler. So these guys have uh, kind of all got volume, haven't been uh, that efficient uh, and then Austin Eckler obviously has been the one who's been out with the injury so hopefully we'll get him back in those lineups soon possibly coming back maybe in, in week 13 which would just be in time for those uh, playoffs so those guys Sean um, any of them that you want to highlight and then I guess if we're if we're making moves who who are making moves for it in that list it's it's again it's one there, there's a lot of guys in that list that I think the values could be dramatically different between like an owner and a buyer um, and, and depending on which league you're in, their values will vary quite a bit, I think. Definitely. And Josh Jacobs, the 17 expected points per game, but those two touchdowns against the Broncos, that pulled his FPOE out of the negative and he's still one of those guys where it relies a lot on him getting in. That's the biggest game he had since week one on the show we had davis talking about you know did we miss on josh jacobs we said we didn't think that we did that he's going to actually have a little bit of a challenging season now 17 points per game you're not going to argue with that uh, in any way shape or form but his schedule doesn't necessarily give you what you want in the fantasy playoffs he might be a mild sell james robinson as you mentioned doesn't have a great playoff situation there but has been so good i like him to at least give you the volume he had two touchdowns called back uh in week 10 might have been a much bigger performance for him antonio gibson he's a guy who's averaging 16.4 points per game since the beginning of week four the funny thing is that jb mckissick also averaging a big number starting in week four this offense with alex smith i think quite exciting the mildly negative schedule for gibson one of the things i would say is that there's no super scary matchup in there so even though it's not a great schedule it's not one of these where maybe you're going to go and he's going to put up a two or a three or something like that that knocks you out of the playoffs so i wouldn't shy away from him and then the questions with mixon and eckler you know how healthy are these guys mixon the guy with the great workload but you know the poor efficiency and i would argue maybe the poor talent regardless of, of whether you feel like it's the offense doing it to him or maybe he's just a guy certainly there with the Bengals it isn't a great situation I don't think for running backs to really overperform and then Eckler doing some research on him I know he's mentioned week 13 as a possible return Uh, that's cutting it a little bit close I think if he played in week 13 and then you could get a little bit of sense of, of where he was at then maybe you'd feel comfortable going to him for week 14 15 16 uh he's got some matchups there with the falcons and the raiders that you might like to take advantage of and austin eckler in this offense now now the Chargers were slowed down by the dolphins this week we saw a little bit how you know that above average defense might be giving them a little bit more trouble but with the Chargers and what they're doing and what someone like kalen balaj has done in this offense i think if you get eckler back in there you'd be pretty excited yeah i think it'll be i just i just think that we talked about this in the off season uh you know having uh, tyrod taylor at quarterback versus having um you know herbert there at quarterback i thought it would help eckler um just in the way that taylor likes to scramble around that i know i know we see a lot of quarterbacks scramble around but in terms of how taylor had used running backs uh, in the past out of the backfield i thought that would affect eckler a little bit so hopefully we get him back and we can see him uh, at his best but a number of 
candidates in there but I, I still think Robinson is the one that I'd be targeting maybe Gibson um, as well but I think again a bit like we talked about with Swift uh, if the owner is you know has him since the preseason is probably hoping to to get a little bit more out of him here as we move forward you mentioned somebody who's interesting there in, um, in McKissick and particularly if you're playing in PPR leagues um, you know could be one of those guys who mightn't be as expensive but might still get the job done here in the, the coming weeks and you mentioned Alex Smith as well uh, I was really rooting for uh, Washington to win that game uh, this week not just because they were playing the Lions but just for the the comeback story uh, they came so close a, a couple of times here now with smith and that quarterback but just uh you know getting that first one back would be quite uh quite a piece uh you know just a feel good story i guess but great to see smith back on the field next up on the list sean and there's there's some heavy hitters in this when we look at 15 is ezekiel elliott uh, we have cream hunt we have james connor rojo then ronald jones and then Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, coming in at 19 and then a little bit below that will tie him in, uh, into the top 20 Todd Gurley coming in at uh, 20 so these guys I guess outside of Elliot I think might be the guys who you could acquire I don't think I think you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to be uh, you know with the rookie stock that people would have put into him I think that's going to be a hold for most owners but the likes of James Conner maybe maybe Hunt uh, you know maybe Gurley as somebody who maybe moves could be made for but again you're kind of with somebody like Todd Gurley you're kind of giving up a little bit too much to try and win in the playoffs you're you're giving up that uh you know future draft capital possibly and giving up players and you know how, how long are we going to have Gurley for moving forward uh, as a as a producer in the NFL um so I guess we have to mention as well uh, we mentioned it on on tuesday show but uh, ronald jones's uh, touchdown sean caused a caused quite a bit of stir <laughs> among our uh, chess and ot uh, email thread it did and, and anytime you see ronald jones break off the big run it's time to get excited i was mentioning that he had fulfilled the prophecy uh, in this particular article <laughs> those of us who believed in ronald jones believed in the athleticism saw him create all of these big plays at USC. Now, I mean, any skepticism point out that USC and the Pac 12, you know, that's not NFL football. And so him being able to do it at that level doesn't necessarily prove that he can do it, you know, in the NFC South, but he has done this now that 98 yard touchdown run. I think that that slams the door on Leonard Fournette. And one of the exciting things here is that he had actually fumbled earlier in the game and instead i mean you're looking at that and you're thinking okay well you know this is our team where you know we're into first place in points we have a chance to win points in record we have a team that really has a threat to to go the whole the whole way could be up there you know in the top 10 in the top 50 during the playoffs and yet ronald jones is going to be on the bench he keeps making these mistakes but instead of that happening they stick with him he takes the 98-yard touchdown run. He is a fantastic pure running back. Now, this receiving thing continues to be a little bit of a problem. There was a play a little bit later in the game where you know, Tom Brady basically just spiked it off him a couple of yards across the line of scrimmage. <laughs> it was unclear like just how bad the hands were on that or just how much like Tom Brady was just kind of pouting and wanted to emphasize the fact that Jones isn't going to catch these passes and, and really gave him one that was uh, much too hot to handle there. But ronald jones we're seeing what he can do it can be difficult to realize or believe that he's actually ahead of james connor now in terms of expected points right so even with these games where the buccaneers have not run very much 
like we saw in week nine, even with these handful of games where he's been benched a couple of times, he's still hanging right up there. And, you know, if if I weren't such a big fan, I would probably rank him higher. I think because of my enthusiasm, I've got to be careful about that. But the Buccaneers, they're one of the teams with a good playoff schedule there. He's got the Vikings, he's got the Falcons, he's got the Lions. You know, these are games where the Bucs could score a lot of points and Jones could be the beneficiary in a variety of different ways. I think that, you know, if if you have a guy who wants to get out of Ronald Jones after the 98-yard touchdown run, and frankly, especially in a dynasty league, you know, this might be your chance. You know, if you've been holding him and there are some other guys in the league who are like, maybe yes, maybe no, okay, now's your chance to sell him. I think this group here gives us a, an interesting kind of breakdown or uh, – there's big differences between if you're in a redraft league trying to get these guys or you're in a dynasty league trying to get these guys based on their trajectory of their careers elliot still at an age where we would like to think he's got a couple of years left but he could go that david johnson todd Gurley, Le'Veon bell route pretty quickly he's a guy i think he might be able to buy almost in any format averaging 23 points per game over the first five but he's been in no way immune to this offensive collapse he's just averaged 7.8 over the last three he's lost a few more looks at tony pollard he could continue losing looks and they have the fifth toughest playoff schedule so there's nothing about this where you're looking and saying okay things are going to turn around now i think that on the other hand there's a chance that maybe you could buy low to such an extent that you know you want to kind of take that lottery ticket it's still ezekiel elliott you know if their offense settles even just a little bit they have so much talent that they're going to get after it and maybe start to score points again you could look at this a month later and be like you know how is ezekiel elliott available at these prices but he's someone i think there could be a lot of volume on in the next couple of weeks perhaps the same thing with james connor he's a pretty clear sell even though this offense is so explosive i think that they're going to be moving on to some of their guys although anthony mcfarland inactive in week 10 you know there's there's some opportunity there even though james connor i just you know he's not the guy he was at 2018 and they're not playing him in that way edwards alaris you mentioned him he's not going to be somebody you can buy in dynasty even with the way things are going he might be in redraft and there's this been this big split right through the first six weeks He averaged 19.2 expected points a game, but he was having the worst efficiency for a rookie running back since Thomas Jones, you know, back 20 years ago with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then Jones actually emerged on his third team. Chiefs fans hope that Edwards Allaire is going to emerge long before he's on his third NFL team. But over the last three weeks, he's only averaged nine expected points a game. Now, it's really easy to look at this and think, okay, well, that's because of Le'Veon Bell. But Le'Veon Bell hasn't done anything either. The thing that's actually happened is Edwards Allaire has been more efficient, and the problem has been that the run-pass split for the Chiefs has gone very heavy in favor of the pass. So kind of depending on what you think is going to happen here, the natural thing would be for it to bounce back and become a little bit more balanced. I think the Chiefs don't like their running game and are realizing okay look we need to stop screwing around patrick mahomes is the best player in the nfl he needs to have the ball in his hands but there's a possibility for this to bounce back and have more volume for edwards alaire down the stretch so he could be a little bit of a sneaky trade addition yeah i think that the one i'm targeting here if you, if you can i think it's the one that probably fits best value and probably fits best attempt to kind of trade in to get him and that's cream hunt and that simply i mentioned about you know 
Chubb being back this week and you know people might be starting to think oh we're not going to get as much out of Hunt in that situation but Hunt continues to actually do better with Chubb in the lineup uh, as you mentioned in the article uh, 16 points this uh, Sunday and um, that continues a trend where he scores 17.2 points when Chubb plays versus 13.6 points when Chubb doesn't so it actually fits better for how he is in this offense when Chubb is healthy and uh, you know I think maybe Hunt owners mightn't be thinking quite that way they might be thinking oh we've seen Chubb and then he obviously there'll be talk of the highlights where he stepped out of bounds could add a second touchdown on the day I think he's somebody who could be a sneaky ad there and he's going to get that receiving work uh, most the majority of the time in Cleveland out of this list Sean is he the one that you would target that you think you might be able to to get um, from this list based on production and value I think it's a little bit tricky in that this is a, such an interesting dynamic because it continues to happen uh, it's also fluky in that the the volume obviously makes a difference and it's not something where Chubb is somehow so magically efficient that he's making the offense work and the other times it doesn't a little bit of this is going to be based on schedule and the fact that the Browns have a fairly balanced schedule in or a a fairly neutral overall playoff schedule I think doesn't work to their advantage the other problem is they have Baltimore in week 14 so if you're going to be a team that's got to go and play in the quarterfinals and that's a potential knockout week for you then hunt might not be the guy that you want going up against the ravens there it does open up a little bit more if you get past that game so it depends on you know how you would deploy your team in the fantasy quarters and just how much you would have to pay i think that there is maybe a little bit of a a pull to to overpay for kareem hunt because he has been so good alongside chubb that maybe isn't something that i would expect to continue down the stretch yeah very interesting and uh, as always uh, sean's piece is available on rotoviz.com and as a loyal podcast listener you can get a 10 percent discount to a one-year subscription by adding the code 2020 rv radio at checkout or by going to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information as always uh, we are looking for your suggestions your recommendations your questions uh, whatever you want to send in we can try and add them into some of the upcoming shows it's been a lot of fun to do them over the last couple of weeks we did answer some of them on tuesday's podcast we just uh usually do it in thursdays but moved around uh the schedule a little bit this week so do send them uh, you can send them to me at overtime ireland on twitter or you can send them to rotavizradio at gmail.com we'll use some of the best ones on some of the upcoming podcast that's going to do it for today's show hopefully you have enjoyed it uh, we're ready for week 11 hopefully you are too hopefully you get a, a win this week and uh, for for your teams uh, as always drop us a written interview on your favorite podcast app and as always my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over to Marlin. my co-host is sean siegel check out all of his great work as i mentioned up on rotoviz.com until we're back next tuesday with another edition have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with this country, the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Football is really and truly back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you have every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. 
You can get involved in their great bonuses today and start wagering on wins and championship futures all day, every day. Head on over to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.